When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Without further ado, Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the show. Jump! I, I could totally, you know what, Mike? I could totally see you at a party, a bar mitzvah, um, you know, New Year's Eve, and that song comes on, and you're just getting crazy on the dance floor. You know, Anita, first of all, I just appreciate you be calling me by my correct name, so we're already making progress from the previous hour. Secondly, effectively, I would like to start, you know, this hour with trumpets, you know, like coming out of the bullpen here. So instead of jump around, like, let, let's jump on this Met bandwagon. How about that? Did So did, did you see me on Daily Wager this week? I was I had to handicap the uh, the Padres Met series, and uh, and I queued up the trumpets on my computer, and I played it during my hit. That's great. Uh, yeah, I guess you didn't see it. Thanks a lot, guys. I support you. I support you when you're on every freaking show on ESPN. You can at, least at least support I know that you're in Nita, so Wager. I feel like I got a little bit ahead of you. <laughs> so funny. Uh, by the way, uh, let's bring you up to speed on what's going on with the Green Bay Packers and the Giants. Uh, Green Bay up by three, but now up oh, they're up by ten. Uh, that's right. They just scored a touchdown. And um, so, and that was Alan Lazard. So if you have Alan Lazard... On your, uh, your fantasy team, well, then kudos to you. So Green Bay now is up 10 nothing. Daniel Jones, one for three with a negative four yards. Listen, we talked about it, and Mike, I would love for you to chime in here. You know, a, a big reason why this, this Giants offense has been so successful is because how Daniel Jones has been able to scramble and, um, and, and create, of course, and, and add to the, the rushing attack uh, and what Brian Dable's been able to create for him in this offense. And with a bum ankle... I don't know, Mike, a part of me, like I heard that Davis Webb was practicing extremely well. Now you're limiting your quarterback to being that pocket passer that we have not seen Daniel Jones be all season. I don't know if going with Daniel Jones really was the right choice here. Curious to get your thoughts. Yeah, uh, no, I think that's uh, really spot on. And, you know, Kiwi could be more informed than any of us. Just when the opposing team's quarterback can make plays with their feet, it just puts so much more pressure on a defense. It just changes the spacing, the responsibility. Um, and I'm not defending the Giants or Daniel Jones, but when you just look at their injuries, you know, be it Wandale Robinson, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay didn't make the trip. Not that he was playing great, but, you know, when you're out there with, you know, Richie James or David Sills, it's just going to be hard for them to make explosive plays in the pass game. So I do think making plays with your feet is consequential for them to have success. And, you know, Daniel Jones is limited right now. And, um, you know, between some of their struggles on the offensive line and their skill players being hurt, you know this is going to be a tough matchup because you know eventually um, the Packers are going to score. Like you know they have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, so this is a tough matchup for the the Giants. They have to be able to run the ball, in my opinion, for them to have a chance. You know as this game evolves. Yeah, and, and by the way, Saquon Barkley, really quick, uh, Kiwi Saquon Barkley three carries for eight yards, his longest of five. Kiwi, what do you want to say? Yeah, I think you're spot on. They're they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to control the clock because you want to keep the ball out of Aaron's hands. I think there there's a couple of different scenarios there when you uh, Mike when you talk about 
quarterbacks making plays with their feet. Like we played against some quarterbacks, specifically Tony Romo, who when they escaped their pocket, their completion percentage actually went up. And so it was a completely different rushing uh, dynamic. But then there are other quarterbacks who were escaping to run. I'm not going to put everybody in like a Michael Vick category, but like, you know, there, there are some quarterbacks who would escape and then, you know, you had to make sure that if you're in coverage with your back turn, that you got your eyes back to the quarterback after a certain period of time. I don't know which category um, uh, Daniel Jones falls in, but do you look at the, I look at it and I wonder, you know, get your perspective as this could be an opportunity for him to settle down and to, to ease into being a pocket passer and making some plays with his arm. Do you look at it that way? Yeah. I don't think there's any, uh, for them to win this game, Kiwi, like he's going to have to do that. The question is, you know, Saquon Barkley is going to be their best receiver today as well. Um, so who else is he going to be throwing the ball to? And if they can't beat man-to-man coverage, and, and look, I think Rebay has an excellent secondary. Um, so I, I don't know where – that's why I think this is just a really hard matchup. They don't have their, – they're a group of young skill players. I think when healthy, you know, Kadarius Tony can make plays. Wondell Robinson should be able to. I just don't know how they're going to win against this Packers secondary. So – I agree with you. I just don't know for this game where he's going with the ball. Again, you're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Since we have Mike Tannenbaum joining us on the program, let's dive into some of the – let's put on that GM hat, right? And and let's talk about some of the storylines out there heading into uh, week five and curious to get your thoughts. And let's start first and foremost with the Pittsburgh Steelers going with Kenny Pickett, right? Uh, Now Trubisky, he's going to be benched. Pickett is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. But Mike – to start on the road against the Buffalo Bills, ah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a surprise as well. Um, you know, I just actually put out um, a tweet about this. You know, in week one, the Steelers had seven sacks. T.J. Watt was on the field. In weeks two through four combined, guys, combined, without T.J. Watt, they have three sacks. So all eyes are going to be on Kenny Pickett, understandably. But to me, it's the other side of the ball. You know, Kenny Pickett threw three interceptions. The most consequential against the Jets was the second one late in the game, they still had the lead and credit Zach Wilson. He had that really good drive guys, but like, you know, where was the old Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers there at home, fourth quarter, have a lead, you know, go end the game. Zach Wilson made some good plays, but I, I like, when I look at this team, here's where they're really struggling. In my opinion, their offensive line cannot set a pocket. And when you can't set a pocket, it's really hard for any quarterback to make plays effectively. And then secondly, again, guys, like, I don't know how that Steeler defense is going to slow down the spill offense. Like I feel like the Steelers are going to have to score every time. From from a GM's yeah. perspective, what do you start looking to to make changes? Do you start? I know you like to use the word scour. Like, are you starting to scour um, the other rosters to see who might be available? I, absolutely. I mean, you you really you know now look, there's not going to be a lot of great players out on the streets mm-hmm. right now, but obviously Odell Beckham's probably the best player out there. They don't need another receiver, but absolutely, you know, you're going to look for guys that get waived for whatever reason. You're going to bring guys in for tryouts. Um, you're going to want to play young players. Like, yeah, you to say, look, they have a Hall of Fame coach in Mike Tomlin. I think he's done a great job for so many years, but the question is, can they develop Kenny Pickett? And then on the other side of the ball, it, like, again, it's the Steeler defense that, like, to me got old overnight and that's the side of the ball, Kiwi, that has to be rebuilt. 
Again, it is uh, New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, another topic I, I want to sh- I, I I hear your opinion on, Mike, and, and that is what we saw on Thursday night, right? Russell Wilson goes to Denver. We're thinking, wow, Denver, man, they'll make it to the, play- they'll make it to the playoffs. It's, this is exactly what they needed was a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Well, he is not cooking in mile high. And then same conversation for the Colts, right? Like Matty Ice, big upgrade from Carson Wentz. Boy, they're struggling as well. Granted, yes, they walked away with a win, surprisingly so. But still, I mean, both these offenses were hard to watch on Thursday night. Um, so your, your thoughts on Denver and the Colts, and did they get it wrong with these quarterbacks? Or is, or, or especially for the Denver Broncos, is Nathaniel Hackett the issue there, Mike? Yeah, I, I think that's truly what's going on here. You know, he's never called plays before, and now he's trying to be the head coach, and he just looks overwhelmed. You look at Brian Dayball, you look at Mike McDaniel, you look at Kevin O'Connell. Those are three first-time head coaches who are from the offensive side of the ball. And, look, I'm not saying those three have been perfect, but they certainly look like they belong. It hasn't been too big for them. From day one, it just looked like it's too much for Nathaniel Hackett right now. And if you watch Russell Wilson over the years, guys, he was most effective outside the pocket. And, I look, you never want to second-guess any one play because I thought Nathaniel Hackett on that fourth down actually had a great play design to his right, to Russell Wilson's right. There were trips. They were expecting man coverage. They ran the perfect man beater. K.J. Hamler was wide open. Russell Wilson missed him. But I wouldn't keep him in the pocket. I don't think that plays to Russell Wilson's strengths. And it's hard for me to believe that they don't haven't figured that part out because I think he's just an average quarterback because of his size in the pocket. Yeah, you is really – I'm sorry. Is, go is, ahead, Kiwi. Is, is there a conversation that you would have, like I'm going back to you being a GM, if the if a first-time um, head coach wants to be the play caller – like, how do you evaluate whether or not he's going to be capable of managing those two things at the same time? Yeah, so I'm a big believer in life, <coughs> excuse me, that if you don't like the result, change the process. And I would be talking a lot about process with him, you know, just in terms of who's doing what, how do you get to game day, who's helping with game management decisions. They brought in Jerry Rosberg, the former uh, special teams coach of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, but Everything just looks out of wacky. I just think they need more reps. Like when they break the huddle, the play clock, pre-snap motions, it just looks out of sorts. And you have a quarterback that's been effective in this league. Now we could argue, is is he top five, top 10? Is he top 12? Is he paid too much? Like we could argue all that, but they should be functioning. They should be able to score a touchdown at home. And I would have a lot more reps, more walkthroughs. You know, you just need repetition right now. Um, and that's the hard part, guys. It's hard to develop head coaches at the NFL level. It's like you either come in and you're ready or you just don't stay very long. And like to give Brian Dayball credit, to give Mike McDaniel credit, those guys looked like they were ready to go. They had a lot more experience than what Nathaniel Hackett did, and he just looked like it's overwhelming for him right now. Uh, one last uh, topic I want to tee up for you, and that's what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. Key, Kiwi and I were talking about it just a second ago. Reports are that Dak needs, quote-unquote, significant strides to play in Week 6. Dare we say that Cooper Rush is the best backup quarterback in the NFL uh, based on the money that they're paying Dak, and now we're seeing Cooper Rush win football games for Dallas, let alone I do believe they win uh, today against the Rams. Is 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 there is there a quarterback situation you feel that's brewing uh, with this Dallas Cowboys team. No, because I think Cooper Rush answered that question the other night after the game. He's like, look, we're winning because of you know our defense. And they have a sign in the Dallas Cowboys facility that in their defensive meeting room, we have everyone's back. And that's how they're playing. And he hasn't thrown an interception. 
And uh, I, it's it's really interesting. Like you know, Coach Belichick, if he was on with us right now, he always talked about guys like let the opponent lose the game before we ever need to win it. And that's how they're playing. They got a great defense, which you know, Anita, I heard your analysis before. I you know I agree with. And um, you know, they're playing not to lose on offense, and it's working. Now there'll be some game when they're. You know, down 11 in the fourth quarter, and he'll have to make some throws. But I think really what it does more than anything, guys, it just buys them time with Dak's return. Uh, Again, this is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Weissman Bourbon from Kentucky Owl. Please enjoy responsibly. Um, Also, I want to remind you, listen to the complete coverage of the 2022 Major League Baseball playoffs right here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line uh, that will put put goosebumps on your goosebumps. I don't even know that's possible. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop at your local Nissan store or NissanUSA.com. When we come back, we've got Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week. And let's start doing that deep dive into this Jets-Miami Dolphins matchup next. And we'll take your calls. I, I know that we've got Ira uh, who's been on hold for a hot second. So, Ira, we will get you on as well. 800-919-3776. Giants losing to the Packers right now. 10-0. Uh, was driving. Looked pretty good. Daniel Jones making some good completions. He's six for three for six for 33 yards. But unfortunately, because of some penalties and a drop pass uh, to uh, to Saquon Barkley, um, they uh, they their their drive stalled and they had to punt. That's where they're at right now. They're losing 10-0 um, at the uh, at the bottom of the first. So it is New York Game Day. We'll be right back. 98.7. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right. It's time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. With that being said, Mike, what is it? You know, Anita... I'm, mine's really similar to yours. I like the Dallas Cowboys winning outright against the Rams for a lot mm-hmm. of the reasons uh, you talked about. I think the Rams are on nine offensive starters, uh, stars on the offensive line. Um, Dallas has the number one sack differential in the NFL. 
they know how to win with Cooper Rush, and I think right now they're the better football team, and I think Cooper Cup's going to be double-teamed when he's getting his ankles taped. He's going to be double-teamed in pregame. He's going to be double-teamed when he goes out for the coin toss, and someone else is going to have to make plays for this Rams <laughs> offense at some point. And um, right now, with Cooper Rush going into L.A., I think the, the Cowboys win this game. Yeah, you've got uh, Cooper Cup and Higby are accounting for um, over 70% of the offensive targets in the passing game. Just those two players alone. So he is not spreading the ball around, that's for sure, which is surprising because Allen Robinson, as we know, has made his way there from Chicago. This is Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samuelpain.com. Uh, that's for sure. Um, also, um, want to remind you that uh, New York Game Day, brought to you by the Weissman Bourbon from Kentucky Owl. Please enjoy responsibly. And, uh, and, and of course, always brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. Guys, with that being said, uh, let's, uh, let's start st- turning our attention uh, to what's going on, obviously, uh, here in our own backyard with the Jets getting ready to take on uh, the Miami Dolphins. First and foremost, uh, Mike, let's start with you. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, I call him Teddy Covers. I think a lot of people underestimate him because he's not that gunslinging quarterback who goes out there and passes you know, for 350 yards and four touchdowns, but he's a good ball manager. And uh, last I checked, you've got both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell who are going to be active. How attractive will they be today? Uh, well, time will tell. But your thoughts on Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater now starting in place of Tua today? I think this is a fascinating game, guys, because I, I think these are two teams that are absolute mirror images from this standpoint. Both teams are really beat up on their offensive lines, respect you know, respectively. You know, Dwayne Brown I know is coming back, but you know, the Dolphin offensive line is just as beat up. Um they have a couple guys on IR, Austin Jackson, former first round pick, and they've had to move people around uh as well. So and I think both teams front sevens are are really effective. So and I look at this as a low-scoring game, despite the explosiveness that Miami's had on offense with Hill and Waddle. Um, I think this game is like 17-14, 21-17. I like the Jets at home slightly more than Dolphins, but, you know, Max Mitchell got hurt for, again, for the Jets. They're really hurting a tackle, and this Dolphin front seven's good, so Zach Wilson's going to have to avoid the mistake, and I think this is one of these games, like, whoever turns the ball over less probably wins. So how how do they how do they avoid that? You're talking about like young quarterbacks, talking about a, a new quarterback, beat up offensive line. Like, what advice are you giving to a head coach? Like, what what pitfalls for let's say a young head coach? Are you saying, hey, uh, avoid this, don't do that, don't put them in this situation? You know, Kiwi, I, great coaching uh, was Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. They were both rookies and going back a number of years to 2009. And Rex is like, look, we have a great defense and. A lot of times we're going to play the game in red, meaning the only time you can throw the ball is you're 100% sure that you could complete it. If we're in red and you throw an interception, just go into the locker room because you're benched. Don't even come to the sideline. So that was sort of like the mindset, like we're going to run the ball. If you are 100% sure you're going to complete it, you can throw it. And then likewise, like yellow was perceived with caution. Green was, hey, we're down a score in the fourth quarter. Let it rip. And I think that's sort of the mindset that Zach Wilson needs to have, which is, you know, despite what Anita said, I my my philosophy with this would be like, hey, guess what? If I'm Robert Sala, what I'm saying today is like, guys, let's make Teddy Bridgewater beat us. Let's not beat ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you? Let, let me ask you this because again, you know, he's he's more of a, a a game manager, you know, and he's good with those completions, those short intermediate passes. 
And now you've got two wide receivers that run four three forties in Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Do you guys feel that this Jets secondary has what it takes to try to limit them? Can't shut them down, uh, but can you try to contain them? Kiwi? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the game's on. He was scraping over the top. That was, that was a hell of a play. I, Come I just, just want to say, I just want to make a, a – this is, this is a fact. This is a human fact that women are better with multitasking than men. That is, I'm just sharing that with you, so, um, so just keep that in mind. I'll anyway. Give you, I'll give you that. I'm, I'm Go gonna ahead. Pause it. I'm going to shut it off so I can focus. <laughs> no. Um, Do you want to know my the, question? Re, yeah, restate the question, please. <laughs> Um, my question is: You've got two wide receivers that uh, run four three forties in mm-hmm. uh, in Tyreek Hill and of course Jalen Waddle. So, uh, with that being said, you know, w- w- how do you feel that this Jets secondary is going to match up against them? I think they 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 need to have. So for me, I always put myself back in the mindset of like a defensive lineman, right? What do the DBs always ask us? Hey, I'm thinking about Corey Webster. Hey, guys, we need you guys to get home with four, right? So if we can get, you know, that extra linebacker in coverage, that will help them buy them enough time. And then on the corners, you just got to have guys. You got to have guys who can play ball. We always had, you know, Aaron Ross. We had uh, DRC. We had, um, you know, Corey Webster, like I, like I mentioned, who were able – to lock their man down. If you just put them one-on-one with a guy, you believe that at the end of the game, they were going to come out with the win. But you can't do that if you're adding somebody else to the to the pass rush and now they have to adjust or they have to play a different coverage than they, that they intended to. Let them play man and let them you know lock their man down. But it all starts up front. Man. You got to be able to get home with four. You can't be expecting you know them to come up with some creative blitzes to, to get you help in the pass rush. And you know what else is interesting? Like another X factor to me today is Miami struggled running the ball, um, and I'm sure they're going to try to be more balanced today. You know, not having Tua and having you know Bridgewater. So I think that's sort of like another game within the game. I think Kiwi really addressed it well on the back end. But I also think if the Jets could just tee off and you know just rush the passer, that'll make them that much better. And again, like this is also you know we haven't talked about this. Like you know we know football goes in cycles, and it's been some down years in MetLife for both teams. But like. Yo, this is why you have an eighty thousand seat stadium. Like, if I'm the Jets, like, hey, we can get to three and two. Like, I hope it's noisy for them today. Like, you know, we saw Miami's home field advantage a couple weeks ago as, you know, Buffalo just wilted in the heat in Miami. And like, you know, likewise, you just hope like for the Jets, like on these third downs, like get some false starts, you know, and the Jets should be able to rush the passer. And that's why I think Raheem Mostert, for example, He's going to be a key today because if Miami could stay ahead of the sticks, like they got to stay out of those third and longs. And that's why I think this is a really interesting game because I think this week these teams are real mirror images of each other, uh, really starting up front on the offensive line. Uh, let's go to our calls, guys. 800-919-3776. Uh, Jets fans, if you're on your way to the stadium, again, just a reminder, a number of us here at 98.7 ESPN, we're going to be in, in uh, Lot G for our tailgate party. So if you are heading out to the game, please come say hello. Uh, and, and a number of us as well are, are going to be attending the game. So we're really excited about that. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Ira, you're up. Welcome into New York Game Day. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? I hope you enjoy the day. And it's a nice day out. The parking lot is packed. And listen, you know, Mike, uh, you know, Kiwi, Anita, you all broke down the game well. But to me, it just comes down to one thing. Okay, forget about the turnovers. I know you have to play clean game, uh, either team. To me, you've got to do a Rex Ryan defense. 
I know you got a, a rookie corner in Gardner, and I know you have to mix your coverages. I could not let Hill and Waddle get a free release off the line of scrimmage. Somehow, some way, you got to disrupt their, their routes and just throw off a little timing. And if you do that, you'll be able to get to the quarterback. The Dolphins do not run the ball well. So, like I said, mix your coverages, bang up those receivers, play a clean game, and I think Jets will come out of here. Mike, I agree with you. It's not going to be as high-scoring as people think. I'm looking 23-21, 20-17. But I think the Jets finally get over the, hur- the hurdle here, and they win a division game first time in three years. Thanks for the phone call, Ira. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike, your your response. No, I think Ira's dead on. Um, I'm, I'm glad of, of all the things he said. I'm glad the par- parking lots are full. Like, you know, it's interesting. And this is what's so interesting about football to me is uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, the Jets are dead. Miami may be the best team in football. If the Jets win today, they're both three and two. And it's, you know, it's 17 one week seasons. And that's what's so interesting about this game. Um, Again, I do think it's low scoring. And one other thing I would I would say, like just from a fan of the sport, at some point today, I want to see if Sauce Gardner can run with Tyreek Hill because Sauce Gardner was a great athlete. He was my number one corner. I would have taken him over Derek Stingley. I thought that was a really good pick by the Jets. But you just want to see his competitive speed. And if we were building the Jets for the next 10 years, one of the things our corners have to do is they have to run with Hill and Waddle because if you want to win your division, you got to beat the Dolphins. At some point today, I'd love to see that matchup and see actually what is Sauce Gardner's top end speed. I mean, we're talking about fans, right? Like, if Jets fans are not out there, you know, screaming, to, we we sit here year after year and talk about you know, how bad this team is and and how difficult of a season it is, and early on in the year, it looks like we have no shot. Like, this is this is a legitimate team that they fielded this year you know and you know backup quarterback or not you know they've come out and found ways to to win games to put them in this position so I feel like you know fan involvement should be a non-starter everybody should be um, in there cheering loud and, and ready to go and enjoying it you know enjoy the good times it is New York game day. Quick break. We come back. We'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks, Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and you. Uh, really quick update here on the Giants game. Green Bay Packers score yet again. So Aaron Rodgers, 14 of 18 for 113 yards and two touchdowns. One was to uh, Alan Lazard. The other one was to his tight end, Mercedes Lewis. Wow, we haven't heard that name in quite a while. <laughs> My draft class. Still, there you go. Still at it. There you go. You know, Man. There, there's got to be some joke in there about Mercedes Lewis doing well and they're playing in Europe. Right? Isn't Mercedes a German-based company? <laughs> we get Yeah, we we get it. We get it. We'll work on uh, it during a break. We'll, you we'll, know, for we'll, folks out there who have uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on their fantasy teams, um, you know, at least I have A.J. Dillon. I was expecting more. Granted, we are uh, seven minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, Aaron Jones, 24, six carries for 24 yards. A.J. Dillon, four carries for 21. Also, Aaron Jones, a part of the passing attack, two receptions for nine, for 17 yards, his longest of 19. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones, not getting any better either. Four of eight for 45 yards. Saquon Barkley, only 14 rushing yards on the day so far. So, no bueno. We'll be right back. It is New York game day here at 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Gentlemen, what, what do you say to someone who says the Jets really should be 0-4? You know, they won because of a, a bonehead play uh, by, um, by Kareem Hunt. Was it Kareem Hunt or, or, or Nick Chubb not taking a knee uh, when the Jets had no timeouts and, and 90 seconds left on the clock and, and he decided to score? Um, and... Also, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers making their decision to go to their rookie quarterback, who then threw a plethora of interceptions in that game. And when you've got you know that many interceptions, it's hard to win, as you guys know. Turnover battle is, is, is half the equation. So with that being said, what is your answer if somebody says, hey, you know, Mike, uh, this, this Jets team really should be 0-4? What, what do you say to that? The old Coach Parcells saying, which is, you are what your record mm-hmm. is. And it is what it is, you know. These games come down to, you know, one or two plays. That's what makes our sport so great. Look at that Kansas game yesterday against TCU. It was, it was amazing to watch. Or look at the Browns hit a 57-yard field goal against the Panthers in week one with a rookie kicker. You know, that's what happens in football. And, you know, they put themselves in that position. Yeah, I, if they played the Browns a 1,000 times, they probably lose 999 of them. But they won the one time that mattered. And, look, you know, in the Steeler game, like, give Zach Wilson credit. Like, just from a standpoint of – um, he had to make plays in the fourth quarter, and he did that. So, look, Pickett didn't play great. We all know that. But so I think it kind of is what it is. And they got a chance to get their third win against a good Dolphin team today. It should be a great game, and that's really all that matters. Kiwi? Yeah, I agree. I think statements like that say more about the person who's making the statement than the team. Because if they expected this team to win or expected this team to be great or they had a, a you know a storied quarterback, they would say, oh, look at them. Like They battled through adversity and they found a way to win the game. At the end of the day, it, this is the NFL. Like Everybody gets checks. Like There are great players on both sides of the ball on every single week. If you've come out of there with a win, that's all that matters. Now, as the season progresses, you need to be able to make adjustments and make changes, and you're going to have to be able to win under uh, different circumstances. But at the end of the day, it's just you got the win, you move on, you know. And I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't say you don't take anything away. Oh, what about this or if that? No, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that because uh, there are so many things that happen during the course of the game that. Other, that we don't see necessarily or so many uh, different issues of, with adversity that teams go through that the public isn't privy to, that as long as you go out there and you get the win and you continue to do that week after week, you find a way, you can write your own story. You know, you can take this kind of these kind of wins all the way to the Super Bowl. I've been on a team that did it where nobody expected you to win, you know, after going 0-2, but you find a way to continue winning, you get into the playoffs, and then all you got to do is win one game at a time, and that's real. So now nah, you win the game, you get the credit. 
Let's go to our phone lines, 800-919-3776. We go to Buddha in the Bronx. Buddha, you're on New York Game Day. What you got? Hey, what's going on, guys? Mike T, what's up, baby? <laughs> hey, Buddha, good to hear you, man. <laughs> good to hear you, too, baby. Listen, you know, as a fan, you know, it's been, I've been a jilted lover for the last 10 or 11 years. I kept saying I was going to walk away. It was abusive. I almost called up the DV hotline. <laughs> but you know what? Is working out at a certain point. And, you know, this is the first Sunday, guys, the first Sunday in I don't know how long that I woke up and did that daily ritual, got that newspaper, got those sandwiches and everything together, and coming in, waking up, and actually really believing that we're going to win this game, a meaningful game. And, you know, for Robert Sala, this is the biggest game that he's had since he's been here. You got Brian Dayball over there making no excuses, playing with, you know, some guys who you know won't even be in the league in a couple of years, and keeping that team afloat. So all I say to him, you know, especially like you said, Mike T, with the, with the Sauce Gardner, release the beast. Put him on somebody. Let's go out there. Let's go mano a mano. And like you said, Matthias, listen, it don't The win is a win. You win this game here today, you three and two, and all that gaudy record of who we were going to play and all these great teams. Look at the Broncos. Look at what's going on. Green Bay got a great team. You got a chance in any one of those games. Let's go do it, man. I wish I could get out there. I got to work today, man. And I'm pissed <laughs> off that I couldn't get out there and meet y'all, man. But, yo, let's do this, man. For real, man. Let's do this, man. Let's do this. Boo- okay, Buddha. We, we feel you. We feel yeah, you. <laughs> I'm with you, Buddha. I know there's a lot of Jet fans out there that feel your way. And, hey, they've earned it today. And you know what? Going back to your comment about Sauce Gardner, you could take it one step further. If Sauce is on the perimeter on the Dolphin bench. You should tell McDaniel, hey, I'm man-to-man. Throw it this way and let's see who wins. The better man, you know, and that's what they need. They need to have a little confidence. They need to have a little bit of bravado because that's been missing for a number of years. And, mm-hmm. you know, Let's see what they can do today. This is a great opportunity for the Jets, and if they get this win, guys, again, they're three and two. Let's that's, go to Evan, calling in from uh, Evans out there at MetLife. Evan, are, are you at Lot G? Yes, I'm headed to Lot G right now with all my friends. We're so excited to see you guys. No, oh, that's so great. That's so great. Your thoughts on on the Jets uh, game today against the Dolphins? We aren't just going to win. We're going to roll. We're going to destroy this backup quarterback. We're going to make him wish he never came to MetLife. We're going to blow them out. Our defense is going to destroy Teddy Bridgewater. Zach Wilson's going to have a career game. Garrett Wilson's going to have a career game. And the stadium's going to be rocking. <laughs> All right, Evan, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Enjoy, uh, enjoy Lot G. Uh, as soon as the show's over, I'm going to be heading out there. Hopefully, I'll get out there no later than noon, maybe 12:15. Hopefully, I'll have a good 45 minutes, 30 minutes before the game starts um, to uh, to say hello to everybody. So, uh, so hopefully that can happen. Fingers crossed. I'm Anita Marks. We got Mike Tannenbaum as well as Matthias Kiwanuka. Uh, when we come back, it's our final segment. We'll give you our score prediction for the Jets game. Also, I'll bring you up to speed on what's going on with the Green Bay Packers and the Giants. Are they on the verge of scoring? They are. Will they? I'll tell you when we get back. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.